This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, July 13, 2010. I'm Caleb Brown. Obamacare promised not to contribute to the federal budget deficit, it promised to achieve universal coverage, and it promised you could keep your insurance. By those benchmarks and more, Obamacare is a failure. So says Cato Institute senior fellow Michael Tanner, author of the new Cato report, Bad Medicine, a guide to the real costs and consequences of the new health care law. It's available at Cato.org. When the health care bill passed, the president and the Democratic leaders in Congress assured us that this was going to take us towards universal coverage. Every American would have health insurance. It was going to control rising insurance premiums. It was going to control health care spending overall in the country because we were on an unsustainable course. Uh, It turns out that none of these things is true. Uh, In terms of universal coverage, yes, it does make an improvement over the status quo. But by 2019, it's still going to leave 21 to 22 million Americans without health insurance. And it's also important to note that of the people who are going to get insurance under this bill, about half are not going to get private health insurance. They're simply going to be dumped into the Medicaid system, which we know provides miserable quality care. Uh, Second, of course, they said that this was going to reduce health insurance premiums. And the president warned us that unless we were to act, health insurance premiums could double in the next six years. Well, the reality is, according to the Congressional Budget Office, that having passed this bill, and it's now law, Uh, insurance premiums are going to roughly double in the next six to 10 years. It makes absolutely no difference that this bill was passed. Anybody who expects to open up their insurance bill next year and find their premiums have gone down is going to be sadly disappointed. And the reason for this is that it's done nothing to control overall health care spending. In fact, uh, it looks now like this will add some $300 billion or more to health care spending in this country over the next 10 years. So we're actually going to spend more as a result of this bill than if we had done nothing at all. The persistent refrain from President Obama was, I'm not going to sign anything that adds $1 to the federal deficit. Well, and I guess he got technically away from with that because the Congressional Budget Office did score the, the final bill as saving uh, $150 billion or so over 10 years, slightly less than we run up in a budget deficit in one month. Uh, But the reality is that that left out a number of expenses in this bill. For example, it didn't include the so-called doc fix, that is uh, repealing cuts that were anticipated in the Medicare system. Uh, And Democrats, in fact, have already postponed those cuts by six months and will be undoubtedly repealing them in coming January. It didn't include $105 billion in unappropriated funds that are necessary to implement the bill, to do things like hire thousands more IRS agents to administer the bill uh, and put other programs in place. And it didn't really count the full 10 years of operation of the bill. Most of the spending takes place in the last six years of the bill, uh, as scored by CBO. If you carry that out beyond uh, the six years, so you have 10 years of actual operation, you're talking about a bill that's going to add several hundred billion dollars to the budget deficit. One of the chief concerns was, will I be able to keep my health insurance? I think polling throughout uh, the the fight over this bill indicated that that was a huge concern for people. Uh, the research beforehand indicated, well, there will actually be maybe tens of millions of people who will have to lose their insurance. We're having trouble now finding anyone who will be able to keep their health insurance under this bill. Uh, Just recently, for example, a memo was leaked from HHS, 
which indicates that about two-thirds of businesses, and perhaps as many as 80% of small businesses, will have to change their health insurance plans in order to come into compliance with the individual mandates. We've also learned that about a million seasonal and low-income workers who currently rely on sort of stopgap plans are going to lose those because they don't meet the mandates for not having lifetime limits and so on. So those workers could also lose their current insurance. In addition to that, about half of all seniors on Medicare Advantage are expected to uh, lose those programs, uh, be forced back into traditional Medicare. And those uh, Americans who are currently part of health savings accounts, health reimbursement accounts, or use flexible spending accounts uh, could well lose those plans as well. When this bill passed, we were assured it cost about $950 billion. I mean, I remember the sort of photo op, uh, Congress came out patting themselves on the back, having gotten this down below a trillion dollars, uh, as if $950 billion wasn't real money. Uh, but now it's looking increasingly uh, like it's going to cost far, far more than that. Uh, we've estimated that if spending beyond 2019 continues at the same rate as before, about 6% a year, and you include costs like the doc fix, uh, the administrative costs that are not authorized, uh, not appropriated, but are part of this bill, uh, you're talking something closer to $2.7 trillion, that's trillion with a T, dollars. And, and I think even the Democrats in Congress would have trouble saying that that's not real money. Given, as you say, the failure of this bill on the terms laid out by the president and by Democrats, what, what, what lies ahead? Well, I think we can expect to be revisiting this health care bill a lot. Many of the provisions, and the worst provisions, like the individual mandate, the employer mandate, a lot of the spending, don't take place until 2014 or after. That gives us several years to repeal or to make significant changes in that. The question is going to be, particularly for the Republicans in Congress, are they going to be willing to challenge this bill? Already we're seeing disturbing signs that the Republican leadership seems to be backing off the idea of directly challenging the bill or uh, making it a major campaign issue in the fall. Uh, if that's true, that's bad news for the future of American healthcare. Michael Tanner is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute and author of the new Cato Report, Bad Medicine, a guide to the real costs and consequences of the new healthcare law. It's available at Cato.org.